Hey guys, before you listen to this month's Q&R, I wanted to give you a heads up that unfortunately this Q&R has a little bit of technical difficulties and I discovered them just now at about midnight before the episode is going to air in the morning. Uh, nothing like crunch time doing your homework last minute, right? So there's just a, there's a few moments, a little more than a few, where there's like a quarter of a second blip, kind of drop out of audio. And it doesn't really affect understanding what me or Melissa are saying, but it's annoying and we're really sorry. And we're going to try to figure out what the heck happened and why that happened. And hopefully it will not happen again. So anyway, no time to redo the episode real quick. And so we got to leave it in for now, but in the future, we will do everything we can to prevent an annoying thing like that because trust me, it's going to drive me crazy just as much if not more than you guys. So, sorry about that. Enjoy the episode. See you guys soon. Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Bonus edition. Yay, bonus edition. Before we get started today, I want to tell our listeners something that I'm pretty excited about. Okay, I will allow it. Okay, good. I'm glad you'll allow it. So as a bonus, all of those of you who are tuning in today, you get to hear that I have finished my dissertation. It's been emailed to the powers that be. Uh Uh-huh. And I'll have to do a defense where I present all the information in that dissertation and um, get some questions over it. And that means I'm really close to being done with school. And I know a lot of you have asked and sent encouragements and I feel happy to have this big milestone done. And I'm really, really close to finishing and being Dr. Kalini. So that's so exciting. Dude, that is very cool. Awesome. Dang. Yeah, so that's your first bonus thought for today. And I'm really happy and I feel lighter than I have felt in months. So I'm wondering if it'll come through on the mic. <laughs> Although the podcast <laughs> does usually make me happy. So maybe yeah. maybe it is kind of like hard to tell, but I feel so much better than I felt for a really long time. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Awesome to have like that much work already behind you and so yeah. so more to go but like that you're so close I'm you are so, so close. close i'm so close yeah <laughs> so dude that's awesome thanks for all our support jam i'm so excited and i'm so happy to be here doing an episode for the first time i feel like my brain's really in it again today for, <laughs> for a long time so yeah. let's get into some of our listener thoughts and questions okay sweet this first one's from chelsea and she sent in a an analogy that has something to do with our lobster episode a few weeks ago. So here's what she said. I thought of an analogy for today's lobster episode. Hands. They're super useful and have multiple fingers that help with dexterity. During the winter, I wear mittens to keep my hands warm. However, when I'm wearing mittens, I can only move my fingers together. So grabbing things is a lot harder. Once I get inside and warm up, I take my mittens off and I can use my fingers independently again. My fingers are like astaxanthin. <laughs> Astaxanthin. Astaxanthin. <laughs> I think it's how it's pronounced. Oh, there we go. Okay. Astaxanthin. <laughs> and the mittens are the protein that surrounds it and changes their arrangement. As a bonus, hands in mittens kind of look like lobster claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
they also, hands and mittens also usually change colors, which also happens to the astaxanthin. Right. So I really like that analogy, especially because of the color change. And I think it's fun that they look like lobster claws. And I've been doing lobster claws the whole time this analogy has being <laughs> has been being said yeah. behind the camera. Yeah, that was really good. So that's a good analogy, Chelsea. Thanks for sending that in. She also sent a cute little lobster emoji. I love emojis. That really drove it home. So good job, Chelsea. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I forgot to say the lobster emoji that was in there, but it was <laughs> definitely there and definitely added to the whole message. And I really like it when listeners send analogies because I think every person can kind of think of a topic differently. I actually think that one was kind of harder to follow. And so having extra analogies is really helpful. So if you have a good analogy, please, please send it in. We totally want to hear it and we'd love to share it on a Q&R. Yes, 100%. This next message we have from a listener is from Kaiba. And it's more of a thought, more of a thing to add in there. So Kaiba said, hey, just listened to the tears episode and you forgot to tell what for me is the most awesome thing about tears. The tears have an enzyme called lysozyme, which function as an antimicrobial agent to protect our eyes from bacterial infections. Also, non-aquatic animals that live or interact a lot with the sea usually have to cry tears full of salt to get rid of the excess salt in their bodies, such as turtles, crocodiles, and seabirds. So Kaibe is a biochemist. Uh I think he's a biochemist. He might be a biologist, actually. Yeah. I can't remember. I should have looked it up, but he's a friend of ours, does science, sends lots of good emails, has sent a lot of especially biology focused feedback. And I didn't know any of this information and I thought it was so, so cool. Yeah. So thank you so much for sending that in. I love that. And I do think there's a lot more to tears than what we covered. We kind of covered the basics, but yeah, we didn't get into any enzymes or anything else that they really do to function. So it would be Cool to be able to do a deep dive into some of those other functions that goes on with tears. Yeah, definitely. And it and it was it is funny because even the, what we did talk about is more than what most of us think tears right. have. And there's more. You yes. know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I think probably biologists were not impressed by that episode, but I was amazed <laughs> by it. Right, right. <laughs> Kaiba's like, actually, there's a lot more for you to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, this is amazing. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> so Dude, that's awesome. Okay, this next question is from Sam. And Sam asks, is there any chemistry in lightning? So I think that lightning and thunderstorms are all chemistry. But I also think we're going to have to do a whole episode on that. Mm. Because I'm going to really need to get into the resources on it. And I actually, when I put up um, a story on Instagram, I got questions also on ceramic glazes and what causes patterns and irises. And all these are really cool. Mm. I want to answer. I think Aspen sent one of those. Yeah. So I want to answer those listeners who wrote in, but those are full episodes. They're not something I can quite address in a Q&R, but those are really good questions. And so I want to encourage you to keep sending them because sometimes if I'm not sure what episode I want to cover, I'll go back to old Q&R, things like this, and look at some of these types of episode suggestions. Yeah, yeah, totally. So thanks for those questions. Sorry, I do think I'll have to do a whole episode to address them. Yeah. This next question is from someone whose name is either Nada or Nada. Um, Sorry if I mispronounced that, but their question is, is, is there something science couldn't understand or make yet? Whoa. 
I love that question. And yes, there's so many things. Uh-huh. Probably my favorite. And this is this plays in so well because we're going to revisit this topic in a little bit. Yes. So yes. I love this so much, but one of my favorite things is photosynthesis. So we understand photosynthesis to a degree, right? Like the stuff that you learn in your biology class in like high school or whatever. Yeah. We understand that much about photosynthesis and even a little bit more than that. You know, there's a deeper level of how the electrons move around that we understand, but we don't understand it well enough to create it actually. Uh-huh. And part of my job as a master's researcher was trying to make molecules that had some artificial photosynthesis capabilities so that they could act like chlorophyll and transfer electrons the way that uh, cells in plants do. Yeah. And actually, just not this next week, we'll do a new episode next week. And the week after that, we're going to revisit my master's research in honor of us coming up on my PhD research. Nice. So that was a really good question. Actually, the background of this Q&R episode that I asked the question with uh, some molecules in the background and those molecules that I made in my master's research and they're trying to mimic photosynthesis. So your question has, has like perfectly tied in, <laughs> but there's also a lot of other things like we fully don't understand how the pigmentation in lobsters changes. We talked about that last week. Right. It's been hard for scientists to understand why cornstarch and water do that thing where they are non-Newtonian fluid. You know, there's all kinds of things that, I think science knows a lot about, but they don't know everything about, and they aren't mm. able to recreate a lot of things that nature can do. So yeah. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. I love that question. Yeah. That's interesting. This next question is from Brian. Brian asks, what's the best way to study for organic chemistry? Obviously this question is for me. <laughs> I've got a lot yeah, of Yeah, How thoughts. did you get an A in organic chemistry? I guess I just took chemistry for non-majors, so who knows if that's <laughs> what that counts for. And I uh, will defer to our chemist here because I'm definitely not a study model on that topic back in the day <laughs> when I did not yet really love chemistry like I have been taught to love it now. <laughs> well, actually, Brian, I love talking about this, so I'm really glad you asked. Actually, I have a whole different, I don't want to, I guess band would be the right thing to say. But I have a whole set of social medias under the name at Organic Melissa, where I function as an organic chemistry tutor. I talk about how to study for tests, how to organize your notes, how to uh, prepare for exams. And then I also go through tutorials on specific subjects. So like I'll just do sort of topical reviews on different things. So you can find me on YouTube at Organic Melissa. I have a link tree at Organic Melissa. And then also I have a TikTok. On my link tree though, you can find a list of all of the videos I've ever done organized by chapter and topic for organic chemistry uh, tutorials. And the very top of that is how to study for organic chemistry. So I put together a lot of resources on this because I care so much about it. And I think organic chemistry isn't taught very well. Hmm. And that's kind of what a lot of my research shows. But I also think part of what makes organic chemistry hard is that you really have to learn how to study differently than you may have studied before. Before you can do a lot of memorization or maybe you learn how to do math, but organic chemistry isn't math at all. It's it's not math. It's not a lot of memorizing. You really have to understand how electrons move. So you have to spend a lot of time basically practicing how to solve problems and, and building your problem solving skills. So 
it can be difficult to adjust to that. And that's why I was trying to start making resources that aren't just about the information that you're learning, but also how to learn organic chemistry well. So, and if you want to reach out to me specifically um, on our Instagram, I can send you to link to all those things. I have so many thoughts, but they're already documented on videos. So you can go check all of that out. And if you guys want to support me, I am trying to work towards eventually maybe being a full-time content creator in organic chemistry and on chemistry for your life. So the more subscribers I have on that, the better. So if you guys want to go give me a follow, a subscribe, then eventually I can spend more time working on this podcast. Nice. Yes. Great plug. We definitely want Melissa to be working less on other stuff and working more on podcast stuff. (laughs) I mean, obviously we're all a little biased. You guys, me, we would all rather have more chemistry for your life stuff. (laughs) Uh, Be part of Melissa's life. Me too. I also want that. I really love this. Yeah. There we go. And also YouTube, you can start making money off your videos if you have 1000 subscribers. Mm hmm. And I'm close to the number of watch hours that you need, but I'm nowhere close to the subscribers. So if you guys want to go subscribe, that'll just give me a little boost. (laughs) That's also organic Melissa, correct? Yes. All of the, all those pages are organic Melissa. That's my other, my other personality. (laughs) (laughs) That's my, my two big social media pushes are chemistry for your life and organic Melissa. Nice. Nice. Okay. This next question uh, is more of a statement from Kyla. And Kyla said, Melissa's tip to use benzoyl peroxide on tough bathroom grout stains was amazing. I tried it. My shower has never looked better. Oxidative stress is so powerful. (laughs) (laughs) I love this because I've started to use benzoyl peroxide for everything. Uh Anytime I'm like, oh, this is like, this probably has bacteria. How can I use benzoyl peroxide to get rid of it? So that, that made me really happy that someone else is starting to witness the power of oxidative stress, but also Kyla suggested an episode of another podcast ologies where they interview people, um, experts in their field and they interview someone from Clorox and Kyla thought it would be a really interesting podcast. That's kind of related to oxidative stress. So I also wanted to plug that if anyone nice. wanted to go check that out and nice. I'll probably be listening to it. Cause I do like listening to one off episodes of ologies, including the one where they talked about how geckos, there's somebody who's an, a lizard expert and they talked about how geckos climb on walls. And that was part of the inspiration for when we did an episode diving deep into intermolecular forces and geckos on walls. Oh uh, yes, that's right. So that's right. a good podcast to check out and hear for, Hear directly from experts in their field. I love shows that lift up people who are experts in their field and let people who actually do the science talk about the work. I think that's really, really powerful. And so I wanted to plug that as well. Nice. Nice. This next thing from a listener is from a listener named Fletcher. And Fletcher said that after listening to your episode on Green Flames, I thought I would send this quick movie of our campfire. And I will post the movie on Instagram. Okay. I have not seen this yet. We buy a special flame sachet that contains copper, which makes the flame green, calcium, which makes it blue, and strontium, which makes it red, red salts. Those are all salts. And it makes for a very fun fire. It is a pretty cool fire. It's mostly blue that I can see. So I think it's probably primarily calcium, but there's a little bit of like red rainbow around the edges. Nice. So I'll post that on Instagram. I think that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that Fletcher. I didn't know you could buy those packets. I heard about them recently because my mom bought 
some some reason. Oh, that's cute. That she thought that the kids would like it to look at a fire from far away and see yeah. the colors or whatever. So yeah. but I didn't know about that until recently either. Well, and the only time I've ever done like changing colors of flames is in lab settings. And then that one time we made our pumpkin have green fire, which was really fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that we did some flamethrower stuff after that, that where we made big bursts of, yeah. of green fire and it was in the rain out on the street. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. And those videos hold up. So if you've not they seen those, definitely go check back in our kind of, log of videos on Instagram and I think we also have that on uh, at least one of them is on YouTube yeah I think on our YouTube so. channel so yeah. check those out it looks pretty cool I mean even with like pretty minimal equipment that we have to capture that stuff it comes through the green fire is very green so. yeah I think my favorite one is it's all dark because we were outside at night yeah and I have like a squeezy bottle of methanol with copper salt or uh yeah copper salts in it and then I light a, uh-huh. a thing on fi- like a like a lighter on fire and yeah. squeeze the methanol and it's just a big flame yes. that flies through the air. But and you don't see me doing anything because yeah. it's so dark. So it just shows a big burst of green flame. Yeah. It was in slow-mo too. So it's like you just, you're waiting for a little while. Like the, I think I cut the video down a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Then, <laughs> you know, just this cool. It was like something from Harry Potter. Yes. Yes, definitely. It was like you just cast a spell of some kind. <laughs> but yeah, check those videos out. Um, they're worth a find. We may even have to reshare them because why not? And then also speaking of sharing, so our Instagram is going to, I'm going to be able to pay more attention to it because I've wrapped up my dissertation, right? And on Twitter at McAllister Bree, and I actually think she also has an Instagram. So I'll also put her Instagram up uh-huh. made a really cute chemistry lobster that's holding a test tube. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And she also has made a few other things. She visualized benzoyl peroxide for us uh-huh. after that episode. And once I was talking about my dissertation and that it was kind of weighing on me, she said, good luck, Melissa, and had this cool little bouncing ball. <laughs> so she's practice is basically, I think, animating molecules in scientific structures. So that yeah. one she was practicing like the physics of the moving ball, I think. Yeah. But it, it's not just a ball. It's a molecular ball Okay, that falls. So anyway, I really like her TikTok where she posts those like sort of science graphics, I guess is uh, what they are. Uh-huh. And we'll post the lobster on our Instagram page and tag her. And then Adriana, who's a cosmetic chemist, she's also a chemist, started listening to our podcast because they said they wanted to learn the chemistry of everything. I'm a cosmetic formulation chemist in the New York City area. And I thought that was really cool. That, yeah. And I think I did not talk about cosmetic chemist when I talked about all the jobs you could have as a chemist. Oh, yeah. I've, well... Maybe I maybe think I we've been we've been asked that a couple of times. I do feel yeah. like at least one of the times you did because it just I don't know why I would think if you didn't because I probably wouldn't yeah. have thought of cosmetic chemistry if I hadn't heard it from you. But, but yeah. almost every industry has chemists who work to help formulate things because there's chemistry and everything. So there's food chemist, there's like shampoo chemist, cosmetic chemist, there's laundry detergent chemist. I mean, if you if you can think of it. There's probably a chemist who works in that field. Yeah. So this, I thought that was kind of cool to highlight a cosmetic chemist who listens to our show. And also honestly being on the podcast for me helped me learn the chemistry of so much and remind me why I really love it. So it's kind of fun to know that other chemists are also getting to do that too. Yeah, totally. 
So she sent a cute picture of a lobster too, and it's a red lobster. And she said, I know he's red, but he's very much alive. He just doesn't make the protein that traps <laughs> the pigment. <laughs> nice, nice. So that made me laugh. Yeah, that is so funny. So that was really cute. I love I love the lobster pictures. That made me so happy. Yeah. But just in general, we had less questions this episode, but a lot of people sent us stuff that made me really excited to read, and I wanted to share those with all listeners. And I also just want to really thank you all for the way that you interact with us and contribute to the show. We really and truly wouldn't be able to do this without you. And it means so much to us that we get to make this podcast. It really does help me remember what I love about science and keep that passion alive for me. Yeah. And I also want to give a special thank you to anyone who supported us on Ko-Fi specifically because it. It is hard to spend so much time when both Jam and I have so much else going on focused on the show, but knowing that people are wanting to help keep the show going and are willing to help support us to keep the show growing and really financially put that vote in that we we should keep doing this has meant so much. And as a special gift to all of our Ko-Fi supporters, I want to invite you to attend my dissertation on Zoom, my dissertation defense. So if you're someone who's on Ko-Fi, please reach out to us and I'll respond to you with a link to come to my dissertation defense. Yes, yes. And something else I thought we could tell the Ko-Fi folks or people who have maybe been on the fence about doing our Ko-Fi and being like a monthly supporter. Um, one thing we're going to do this summer is we are hoping to get another merch campaign going. Yes. And the people who will find out about it first and be able to pre-order first and all that stuff mm-hmm. will be our Ko-Fi people. Yes. Our core group, our, our, our team, our backers, what do you want to call them, that are keeping things going. We want to make sure that um, they get sort of first, first look at merch stuff. And so if you've been wondering about if you should be, Ko-Fi, be a Ko-Fi supporter... Um, just know that there's some there's some incentives. Right. You can come to my defense and you can learn about that first. Yeah. We sent a little note out to all of our Ko-Fi supporters, some stickers, and we will likely keep doing small things like that, especially now that I am almost done with my PhD. I have committed to a position in chemistry education research in the short term. You'll hear, hear all about that in the next few months. Um for about a year. And then after that, I am hoping to be able to spend a lot more time on the podcast. So within the next few years, we're hoping to really ramp up some of what's going on with the podcast and merch and all of that. So now that we've talked about this group of Ko-Fi people, <laughs> let's thank them. Let's um, thank them. So here's the people who support us monthly or have given a gift in the past month since we thanked you guys last time. So Julian E. Julian E. wrote... I wanted to show my gratitude again that you still keep the education cost of the podcast free. And Julian, we want to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because you are helping us do that. Yes, definitely. All of anyone who's ever given on Ko-Fi is helping us do that. Yeah. And then Chelsea B, who actually wrote in the mittens and analogy mm-hmm. for this episode. And then Christina G, Hunter R, Jacob T, Timothy a mysterious anonymous Ko-Fi supporter. You know who you are. <laughs> Bruce in Boston. Brenlin B, who actually gave a happy birthday gift on the donation on the Ko-Fi, which is really sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. Thanks. Also, happy birthday back, Brenlin. It was also her birthday that month. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. 
And then Avishai, who is currently doing a PhD in theoretical biophysics of biological membranes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. We, if you have any episode ideas or want to send feedback, we love hearing from other scientists and sharing y'all's expertise as well. And then Andrew L., who is an undergrad chem student. I think he's chemical engineering. Oh, sorry. I didn't get what chem E meant. Okay. <laughs> I thought E student for a second. Oh, he's an E student. Okay. Oh, so he doesn't make C's or D's. He makes E's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Or I thought, I thought like my thought of E student is electronic. Like, um, yeah. like oh, attending yeah. college. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah. And then we got, yeah. So that's another chemist or future chemist. Another scientist. STEM person. STEM person who is supporting the show and keeping it going. And we appreciate that so much, you guys. Yeah. And y'all are the best. It means so much to us that we get to do this podcast every week and to interact with y'all and get to know you. And I'm just really thankful for this uh, way of communicating science. Yes. Yeah. And we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Clini and Jam Robinson. And we'd like to give a special thanks to E. Robinson, who reviewed this episode. Mm-hmm.